Yes, Lord. The war goes on and we praise you. We give you thanks, Father God, that you are awesome in the midst of the battle. Lord, you are glorious. And we thank you for giving us eyes to see that, ears to hear that, and a heart to receive the revelation of your love and your truth that you have not left us nor forsaken us. Lord God, lead us into all truth. We pray, Father God, for the divine protection of the Most Holy One. Your promises in your word that no weapon formed against us will prosper, that no word said, no deed done, no action taken against us by the evil one will prevail. Father God, that all things work together for good and that you are in control. I thank you for giving us wisdom today and eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to be quiet and to receive. Uh, with peace, the assurance of the Most High. Thank you, Jesus, for your testimony. Thank you that you are the faithful witness and give us now um, understanding regarding the power of being thankful. Amen. Well, as here we are, Thanksgiving week. Thanksgiving week here yeah. in America. Yeah. And uh, actually, Thanksgiving, it's not one day out of the year. No. It should be that every day, how we live every yes. day. Amen of the year. Be thankful unto thankful, him and bless his holy thankful name, Thankful right? to the Lord. And and uh, when I was in Bible college 150 years ago, something like that, mm-hmm. and I'm just exaggerating, you understand that, um, but there was uh, our, the president of our Bible college, almost every day when he came into chapel, he had us quote Psalm 100. Yep. And, and and he was very smart in doing that because it, it didn't really get boring. He thought, okay, here we go again. But he wanted to drill in us or instill in us, let's put it that way, the idea of gratitude. You know, he said, you know, Psalm 100 goes, Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Serve the Lord with what? Gladness. Mm-hmm. Come before his presence with Singing. singing. Know that the Lord, He is God. It is He who has made us and not we ourselves. We're dependent upon Him, right? Uh, and His goodness. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving, with thanksgiving and into His, his courts with praise. praise. Be thankful to Him and bless His name. Why? For the Lord is good. <laughs> Verse 5. Mercies. And His mercy is everlasting and His truth endures to all generations. In a nutshell... This is how we are to uh, live our days. You know, I don't think people realize the power of being thankful, grateful, and expressing that. We are just surrounded by so much misery and so much murmuring and complaining and so much negativity all the time. I mean, the news just spews it at us. Um, you know, we talk to one another. We get, How are you? Well, you know, da-da-da. But, but, you know, the attitude of gratitude really after you repent and confess your sins, that's step one of being restored to God, coming back to God. The second step is a thanksgiving and an attitude of gratitude. In Philippians two fourteen, it says, Do all things without murmuring and disputing, that you may become blameless and harmless. Mm. Children of God without fault, in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast the word of life so that I may rejoice in the day of Christ that I have not run or labored in vain. So he's saying, keep the faith. He's saying, don't give up. Don't turn to, you know, here's the problem. We are so much guided 
by the, what goes, what comes out of our mouths. You know, if our heart is full of misery or, or negativity or fear, which it oftentimes is, or our mind, what the heart is full of, the Bible says, the mouth speaks. And so here we hear ourselves murmuring, complaining, setting up negative scenarios. Oh, I'm still sick. Oh, my aching back. Oh, I, you know, I ruined my back 40 years ago and I lifted a, a, a brick, whatever. We're just giving place absolutely in those words to the devil because there's death and life in the power of the tongue and the attitude of gratitude is the, is the, uh, the, the uh, enemy of misery and complaining. And nobody loves a, a person who's miserable and negative. We really need to I examine those words that come out of our mouths. There's two kinds of people in the world, I said for years. There's fillers and drainers and people who complain. Who wants to be around them? <clears throat> we have... We have uh, we're complaining uh, TV people. TV shows, internet shows, we have uh, books and stuff based on complaints, complaining. Yeah. Now, there's there's a lot of things wrong in our world. Yeah, for there's sure. There's a lot of injustice in our world. And we're not just saying we bury our heads in the sand and live in some kind of a Pollyanna uh, la-la land. But we are to be thankful in the midst of this. Because that is suppose, that shows us that we're trusting God. Do you suppose God gave us 150 psalms? And most of them are dealing with gratitude to the Lord. Yes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're, they're dealing with um, evil and attacks from enemies, and but God bringing victory and people thanking and praising God. So, uh, you know, like uh, Israel, they really had a hard time. They, well, you know, here's here, in Deuteronomy 1, exactly what you're saying, um, 127 and 26. Nevertheless, you would not go up, but rebelled against the command of the Lord your God. And you murmured in your tents and said, because the Lord hates us, he has tormented, he has brought us out of the land of Egypt to deliver us into the land of the Amorites to destroy us. So they were already building up in their minds, as Satan was building up in their mind, an argument against God through murmuring, Mm -hmm. through being ungrateful, through being unhappy. And listen, people, this is a very practical thing you can do to improve your life, and it doesn't cost you $5,000. Everybody's willing to pay money to buy some gadget or some equipment or some new... Some drug. Some new thing that will he- heal your life. There is nothing more health-giving and more uh, sustaining and more uplifting than to begin to speak life and in your mouth and shut up with the murmuring, shut up with the complaining, zip the lip, don't give place to the devil. That's one way we are so eager to give place to the devil. Oh, it's never going to work. It never worked before. What's the use? What's the... And now, in these days, murmuring in your tents, murmuring. Now, listen, we're all stuck in our tents, so to speak. But here's the deal. You have a lovely possibility of, of, of developing new and deeper relationships with the people who are in that house with you. At you know, least so you have a tent, right? You have <laughs> well, a place some to people live. do, some right? don't. Some don't. But right? in, in everything, give thanks. Paul says, in everything, rejoice without seeking. In everything, give thanks. So if these guys, they started murmuring here in Deuteronomy, and by the end of this story, you know, they're murmuring in their tents. Um, they're 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 plagued with serpents and being bit by the pestilence, if you will. This negativity was creating health issues for them. Your murmuring and complaining will create negative effects in your physical body. Actually, you know, when people are thankful, they're looking for the right things. The good. Think on whatsoever things are pure, lovely, honest, just, and of good report. It's it's a matter of focus. You know, the, the little old poem that says, Two men looked out from between the bars. One saw mud and the other saw stars. Where, where's our focus? Is the focus of what you don't have, 
Is your focus on how bad things are in our world or in your life? Or is your focus on the Lord? And you might be going through very, very difficult things. I mean, our nation, the nations of the world now, Uh at this moment, are going through excruciating things, perilous times, dangerous times that are hard to deal with. Just it's just like it. It's like the noose is tightening on the nations of the world, especially here in the United States right now. Yeah. But here's the deal: God is still good. God is still Lord. He's still on the and throne. He is still working in us. He has chosen us. He's called us. You know, thank. Be thankful for what you do have. Well, maybe you've lost your job. Well, maybe thankful God is going to provide. Well, yeah. Here's the deal. Yeah. Here's the deal. Thanksgiving is based on truth. Amen, that God is good. Acknowledging mm-hmm. the truth, and God is good. Mm-hmm. And the psalmist said, I've been young and now I'm old, mm-hmm. yet I have not, not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed or his children or his offspring or his uh, heritage. Begging uh, bread. Begging bread. Yeah, that's so, true. So God is providing for his people. He says, seek first the kingdom of God and his and righteousness, his righteousness yep. and all these things shall be added to you, even in the midst of a, a pandemic. In or, a, or in a crooked a, and perverse generation. Perverse, yeah, crooked and perverse generation. Absolutely. Well, in First Corinthians ch- chapter ten, verse ten, um, Paul is talking to them, and he's talking about, um, you know, warning them. Yeah, actually, he says that he says, "Do not commit sexual immorality as some of them did in the day, and twenty three thousand fell." This is he's referring back to um, the children of Israel in the wilderness. Nor let us tempt Christ as some of them also tempted him and were destroyed by the, by the serpents. Um, nor murmur, as some of them also murmured and were destroyed by the destroyer. Now, he's saying, don't tempt Christ. In other words, nobody, no parent likes a, um, a complaining child. You know, murmuring, complaining, ungrateful, unthankful. Whining, whining. Yeah, you know, we just don't like it. And God as a father doesn't like it either. What he does like is to hear praise from his children because that implies confidence in God. That implies that he's with us, he's good, he's not going to leave us. And in these days, you have to take a hold, you have to harness your tongue because that little tongue of yours can do a lot of damage, more damage than you might think. Everybody kind of lets the tongue get by with bloody murder. We can swear, we can use bad words, we can cut people down, we can make ourselves look better, blame others. And that little tongue of yours is the rudder that's steering the ship, as James says. And so we have to take a hold and harness that little thing and, and forbid it to be, be, uh, give out this negativity and this. You know, people don't think about this, but there are spirits that have programmed you uh, and me, to go in certain directions, have certain dispositions, have certain um, tendencies or weaknesses, if you will. And so he, Satan has programmed you in your generational bloodline to see things a certain way. I think a lot of us look through our life with these negative, dark, black glasses, glasses. you know, and so we, we're, we're seeing everything with that taint, that t- that uh, they're, they're tainted, it's, it's a different color, it's dark, it's heavy. And yet, we, you know, and we have got to, by faith, faith says, I'm not going to go with what I feel like. I'm not going to go with what it looks like. Faith isn't, uh, you know, faith is a victory that overcomes the world. But faith begins to say, no, 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 I'm going to believe God is good and God's going to prevail. I have a question for you, Marjorie. Oh, I love questions. What is All it? All right. There's this popular saying people have that say it is what it is. Mm-hmm. 
What what what? Well, you know, what is, what is that all about? That kicks the can down the road another twenty mile twenty miles because when you say it is what it is, you're giving permission uh, with your mouth, which is where we make a lot of our agreements through our words. Permission with our mouth to um, permit what is that you don't want. It is what it is. We're giving up. We're going to accept it. We're complying. We're not going to go against the flow. Stop mm-hmm. it. Just that is a demonic. That's a temptation. People don't think that your words can tempt you, but Satan uses your words. He speaks your words through your mouth. They're his words, but he speaks them through your mouth, and you think they're your words, and you say, well, <clears throat> it is what it is. It's never going to change. And this is two, these are two of the biggest stumbling blocks for people receiving their miracles because they believe it's, not, it's never going to change. It's, it's all, it is what it is. Um, I'm sick. I've got this cancer. It's going to take its course, and I'm going to die. And, you know, the thing is we don't put God in that equation at all and say, well, is that God's will that I die right now? Maybe it's not. Why don't you just give up what you think? And give up the words you think are so precious and, you know, and let God's words, the Holy Spirit, say, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to say? What do you want to say through me? Instead of murmuring, complaining, because nothing is uh, set in stone in in terms of God. He can change things around in a dime. If you look at some of those Old Testament stories where they were... um, up against the odds were, you know, 186,000 to one, basically, uh, in one of those stories where, um, I don't remember which king it was, but God says he's going to take care of it. Don't worry. Don't have to fight in this battle. Just trust me. And wasn't it Jehoshaphat, jumping Jehoshaphat, we get that saying, where he began to praise God. They, he got this bad letter, bad report. You get a bad letter from the IRS. You get a bad letter from your attorney. You get something really bad. What did Jehoshaphat do when he got this bad letter from the king who was going to say, I'm going to eat you up? He began to praise God. I think it's... Uh, uh, Chronicles 20 something. Yes. <clears throat> he says, and he began to jump before the Lord, dance before the Lord, praise God, praise God, and look to the Lord. That's all he did. I mean, he, his army was way outnumbered and this other guy was going to eat his lunch. And so he began, and by the next day, God even said to him, he says, hey, relax. You aren't even going to have to fight in this battle. I will take care of it for you. And you say, well, that's not the way it looks. That's not what it is right now. You know, we're always going with what people say and what it looks like and the predictions and the polls and this kind of garbage. And you know what? Let's go back to the Bible and see what God can do. See what God can do in our world right now. He's not done with this world. He's not ready to wrap it up quite yet. He's got a lot of work to do. And you want to be part of that work, then let God be God and begin to praise him and thank him. Stop listening to the corrupt mainstream media. You've got to find other sources. There are conservative uh, sources available right now. And get get to the Word. Yeah, the Word of God, absolutely. The Word word is trustable. Not the Word of the talking heads. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, the word of the Lord. Well, you know, and the word of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they're safe. He's a pavilion. He he is our God's word. Actually, is the guarantee. God's promises are the guarantee. And you know, we can believe God. We can go with what God says, or you can go with what you feel, what you think, and what the devil's trying to get you to believe. But your words bring forth things. There's death and life in the power of the tongue. Once you speak something, because God used words to create the world. He said, let there be light. He spoke a command. He spoke the words and instantly there was light. And so, you know, when we, when we say things, we don't know this, but the Proverbs eighteen twenty one. there's death and life. And notice the word death is before the word life. There's death and life in the power of the tongue. When you begin to cut yourself down, cut others down, never going to make it stupid. What's, what were you thinking? What are I thinking? Kid talking to your child. What do you, what were, what was that? What were you thinking? You should have known better. You are putting death words on your child. If that child made a mistake and you haven't, 
made a mistake, people, then ask the Lord, what's the lie my child is believing that's causing him to, you know, be bullied or, or get upset or be afraid. Don't curse them. Bless them and say, honey, you can do this. You're okay. God is with you. He's not going to leave us. And you know what? May I say this? A lot of little kids right now are listening very hard to what they're hearing around them. They're trying to pick up what is really going on out there. Are we okay? Are we going to be okay? Is mom going to be okay? Is dad going to be okay? Are we going to lose our house? Are they going to get divorced? Yeah. Yeah, We can't go to school. We We don't don't have have any friends. friends. We're not just, the distractions are going away except for, you know, the internet distractions. But the, the child is listening and please build up your household. You, you know, that does not cost you a thing to, bre- to bless your house. It does not cost you one penny except your pride and what the devil is trying to do to lock you up. It doesn't cost you one thing to bless your child and, and encourage them and give them hope and approve of them and appreciate them and praise them. It does not cost you one thing to say thank you. It doesn't cost you anything except your pride, your stubbornness, and your, in your rut. You have to give up your rut of never being thankful, never being grateful, never praising anyone. And I should know this because I come from a German family. And Germans are notorious for not saying thank you. They're notorious for not um, uh, uh, praising their children. As a matter of fact, I distinctly remember my grandmother one time. I was probably, I don't know, I don't know, maybe 10, 12, something like that. I heard her saying one time, I don't think she was saying it to me, but I heard her saying it to someone you just can't praise children. If you praise them, they'll get a big head. And if they get a big head, then you have to prick it with a pin because she was afraid that we would get arrogant or uh, you know, prideful. And I think that was the devil's trick to say, well, you don't want your ch- children to be proud, prideful, so don't ever praise them. That is not the way it works. If you praise your child, they won't be proudful. They will become confident and they will become um, excited about who they are and what they can do in God's world. And and. We're not talking about flattery or lying to them or anything like that. We're just talking about honestly with the eyes of the Lord. I mean, with, with, with great insight that we give, we show them appreciation love. and love. That and is a way of showing love you know, and, 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 and love and, to God. Same way with other people because we're dependent absolutely on the Lord. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But we're dependent upon others too. And why not be, uh, people are, Sometimes people are just at each other's throats, even in the, even well, in stores yeah, in and stuff. Marriages, you know, yeah. marriages are at each other's throats. Yeah. Uh, and, That's but, all but deliberate. But basically, listen, we are dependent upon other people too. The yes, people that bless them, you know, smile at them, smile at them, yeah. encourage them, uh, read the name on their name tag, and say, "Hey, you know, thank you." There was a lady. I mean, at, at the bank the other day, I was just going through the the drive-through. And I needed, a, you know, a couple of different things, questions. And she was so cheerful. So she was so helpful and, and so sweet about it. I said, well, thank you. I, I just jokingly told her, I said, why don't you give yourself a raise? And <laughs> and she was laughing. And I mean, this is just through the, the little You monitor. can really brighten someone up And like it's that. like, it's you know, so and it amazing. was it was true because she was giving great service. And it's like, don't take that. Don't take others for granted. Bless them. Don't be and, so and touchy. Don't people, be so touchy and easily offended oh, and take things personally and get like, mad. Oh, they, yeah. no, they didn't do it how right. About, and, we have to new, learn new ways uh, to go through the store, don't we? Because, you know, I, I, Jerry, you go through the stores a lot. And I know you don't use a mask uh, because you can't and won't and it's not healthy and blah, blah, blah. And usually you're about the only person in there who's not. And sometimes there are other people in there who are not wearing masks. Very seldom. But the thing is, um, you know, and those people are afraid. Most of those people are very fearful. They're very um, almost 
may I go to the extreme of saying they're almost rabidly fearful, some of them, not all of them. Mm-hmm. Some of them are compliant. Yeah. Some of them are just trying to get their groceries. And some of them are, you know, terrified that is somehow you're, you're not wearing a mask is going to give them a deadly disease and they're going to die. This, 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 uh, I don't know, this, this force, this yeah. force, it's a demonic force actually yeah. that has been unleashed, un- unleashed uh, upon our population is something we have never had to deal with before. Yes, we've had hostility. Yes, in New York City, you don't make eye contact when you rock down the street. That's been years and years and years. But now it's like a, a, a bread in hostility. And so we are going to have a better opportunity. The darker, the darker, the darker, the brighter, the brighter, the light. So the bigger, the smile. So we're, you are going to have to learn to go in those places where these people are terrified and be confident, be courageous and be a blessing. Be thankful, be thankful to God for everything you have. And you know what? There's so many things we take for granted that we don't, if you would sit down and quiet yourself and think for a minute about 10 things that you have never thought of before, God show you 10 things that you are very grateful for that actually, that really you, you don't, you take it totally for granted. Like, I take totally for granted that my my uh, my chemical balances are working in my body, and I'm not depressed, and I'm not exhausted, and I'm not terrified. That's you know who thinks about your little D three and how it's working in your body and your uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's so many little components to your body. It's amazing, but can you thank God that your fingers work? Can you thank God that your your nose breathes air? Yeah, and there's an old Christian song called "Count Your Blessings." Mm-hmm. Name them one by one. Count your many blessings. See what God has done. We need to thank him, not just mindlessly. Oh, just thank you, Lord. Thank him specifically for things, mm-hmm. for your health, your fingers that work, your car that works. You might be the greatest car, but it's working and it's getting you there. Not thank the God for your food, your friends, your family, even family members that you know maybe don't appreciate you or that are really weird or acting crazy right now or coming against you. But thank God for his word. You have the scriptures. A lot of people around the world have no idea what the Bible is, what the Bible says. We have it. Mm-hmm. Use it. Read it. Yeah, let the Word precious get word. into the Word mm-hmm. and let the Memorize Word get into it too. you. Thank God you know Jesus as your Savior. Thank God Jesus said rejoice and every, yeah. because your names are written in heaven. Hallelujah. So there's there's a lot to be thankful for. Yeah, I'm I think- mean, I mean you, if you got clean air to breathe, you've got trees, you got snow, you've got a beautiful sky, a beautiful sunrise, beautiful sunset, um, all kinds of things. If you just look around, open your... It's a matter of focus. Yeah. It's a matter of focus. If you focus on how rotten the world is and how things are falling apart and how dangerous you'll become it is, a fear, you'll become you fearful and sick and weakened. You'll with fear yeah. and you'll be murmuring and complaining. But it, yeah, we, we're we not putting our heads in the sand. We're well, looking I at that, but we're, our focus is on, on the, the Lord, Lord himself and, and, and expressing thanks because I'm just thinking, <clears throat> too... Ingratitude leads to all kinds of moral depravity. The more yeah. unthankful you are, the more it leads into moral uh, de- negativity, moral, moral destruction, de- moral lies, depravity, yeah, absolutely, and that's, the destruction of society. That's you said, what, man, that's yeah. a sweeping statement. Well, it's a pretty sweeping statement in Romans chapter one. Mm-hmm. It says, because you know they verse they what? knew God, verse twenty one. They knew God. They did not glorify Him as God, nor were nor were thankful. thankful. Uh-huh. Then, what, so, yeah. what's the result of this? What's the result of ingratitude? They became futile in their thoughts. Yep. The foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools. 
They get into idolatry. They exchange the truth of God for the lie and worship and serve the creature rather than the creator. And then it gets into all kinds of... So God then was forced to give them up to unclean passions, depravity. Sexual immorality. Notice it all started with with being unthankful. In other words, they'd lost their connection with the creator, the creator who had given them all these things. They had lost that connection and they went after what it looked like, what they felt like, what seemed to be happening. And they fell into a pit and the pit brought great depravity upon the earth because you can go back though. You can still go back to saying, God, I'm sorry for being such a complainer. God, I'm sorry for taking so many things for granted. God, I am sorry. Forgive me. This is a sin, people. This is a sin. We don't seem to be uh, too worried about committing. It's, it's, it's along with worry. That's another sin. We're not too worried to commit. We worry, fear, fret. You know, even I got to go back to this thought of in, in uh, Philippians where Paul was up against all these people who were preaching the gospel in a wrong manner. They were preaching counterfeit gospels. They were preaching for their own greedy gain, for um, strife out of strife and envy. In verse chapter 1, he says, Some indeed, verse 15, some indeed preach Christ even from strife and envy, and some also from goodwill. The former preach Christ from selfish ambition, not sincerely supposing to add affliction to my train, chains. But the latter, out of love, knowing that I am appointed for the defense of the gospel, what then? So he's saying, what am I going to do about this? How am I going to add it? What's my attitude going to be towards this? He said, well, this, only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached. And in this, I rejoice. Yes, and will rejoice. And later in that book, he says, rejoice in everything and everything give thanks. Again, I say rejoice. The, the power of thanksgiving and giving th- thanks and rejoicing in everything, I mean, even bad things, is powerful to turn it around. If you have the courage to believe God, to Train your tongue, train your mouth, shut off the flow in your neg- in misery and negativity and, and fear in the mind and say, no, I am going to believe God. God has got this. God is good. God is faithful. God is going to keep me. Um, you know, it's not a Pollyanna kind of thing. It's based not on Pollyanna, a pie in the sky. It's not based on pie in the sky. It is based on God's word. And if you have any problems in this world about finding out, figuring out who in the world is telling the truth, Go back to the word of God because the, the the promise is, the truth is, what you already know is that God is good and God does not lie. Oh, I know God has been um, maligned and made to look bad and doesn't care and he's you know indifferent and he's uh, cruel and he's just waiting for you to fail. That's all a bunch of garbage. That's propaganda against God. God is good. That's why God made us and God made us good and God made us for a reason to love us to spend eternity with us. And so we don't want to lose focus of why we're here in the pit. The pit is bad. Yeah, yeah, we got that. We know that people are swallowed up by the, the, the snakes and the, and the leviathans in the pit. But we also know that God is good. God's got this. And God is promised to never leave us or forsake us. Yeah, Paul says in Philippians 4, 4, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. You can say, well, you know, you're in the midst of all these things. There's a reason to rejoice because God is with you. God is with us. He's promised never to leave us, never to forsake us. Um, Be thankful. It's Um, actually fun and healthy to be thankful. It it really is. And you create life. It's better for your, I mean, health-wise. You know, when you you go through a bad thing like that, you're talking about Paul says rejoice and everything. There's a secret there. There's a secret key to getting through that thing, whatever it is, because it, 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 that negative thing, that de- deadly thing, that terrible thing is designed by Satan to pull you down into the place of despair 
and hopelessness. But here's what you do. You don't look down. You don't look around. You look up and you say, God, you're still with me. God, you knew from the foundation of the world that this was going to happen. God, you've got a plan. Jesus is the way. We're getting through this because I am surrendering it to you and you're going to lead me. And you begin to rejoice. And that's what it's not mockery. You're not saying, oh, I just love what God, I just love this. This is so great. You're just saying, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, God. I rejoice in you. You are good. You're still on the throne. You've, you've, you're, you're not, you know, trying to get reelected to anything. You are on the throne forever and ever, and you are securing us, and you can deliver us because that is your job. That's your problem. I am your problem. This is your problem. I'm just your servant, Lord, and the servant looks to the master. I'm looking to your hand for provision and for instruction. And so don't be overwhelmed by thinking it's all up to you. That's a lie that witchcraft tells all of everybody. It's up to you. You got to figure it out. You got to do it. You got to succeed. It. Do, 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 do. That's what the devil says in this planet. You got to do to be. God says, Jesus says, no, no, no. It's to be and out of being comes doing. And so being out of being and abiding comes the doing. Ecclesiastes 3, one says to everything, there's a season, a time to every purpose under heaven. Paul writes in uh, Philippians 4.11 and through 13, not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. Mm-hmm. I know how to be abased and I know how to abound. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- there's all these different seasons that of Paul's life. Everywhere and in all things, yeah. I have learned to be full Everywhere. and to be hungry, to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things to Christ who strengthens me. In, amen. So he's, he's sitting in a Roman prison waiting to get his head cut off he, and he's in everything and the getting theme, The theme of Philippians is joy. Uh He's in the midst of a prison. Oh, yeah. Look what he says in verse 6. Be anxious for nothing. There's your commandment. In everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. What is prayer? Oh, prayer is boring. Prayer is getting down your knees. Prayer is... You know, we have these many evil uh, parameters around prayer that keep us from praying. Prayer is hard. God doesn't answer prayer. My prayers don't get answered. I prayed before. I give up. I'm scared. It doesn't work. All these lies, it, it just take an inventory of all the lies that you believe about prayer sometime. Just write them down, and you'll be shocked to see how the devil has tried to strap you and trap you and try to keep you from crying out to God. Prayer is simply talking to God. If you can talk to God, if you can talk to uh, anybody, you should be able to talk to God. He says in uh, Philippians 4, 6, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. So you add thanksgiving to your supplication. You add thanksgiving mm. to your prayer. Yeah. You season those prayers with praise and thanksgiving and let your request be known to God. That's how you present your request to God. You you season it with praise mm. and thanksgiving. And it says, and then he says, and the peace of God, yes. which surpasses or goes beyond all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. Why does our heart and mind need to be guarded? Because they're being constantly attacked by negativity and murmuring and complaining and oh no and what if and anxiety. You, you just think of, you know, Jesus said that we're the light of the world, okay? His people are the light of the world. Jesus is the light of the world. Mm-hmm. Now, in this world right now, we are the light of Hallelujah. the world. And so the joy of the Lord is our strength. Yep. Yep, if, yep, if, yep. You, if you, you li- just think of just the, the effect. You might not think about this. The effect that you have on others, not that you're trying to do it to impress others or anything, but when you are thankful, you are joyful. Your light is shining. Your, your light is shining mm-hmm. in the midst of this where people are just bound with fear and mm-hmm. intimidation. Mm-hmm. 
We are powerful. We joy is powerful. Faith is powerful. Believing God is powerful. Communicating that to others that I am not afraid because I am faithful. I'm thankful God is faithful to complete it. You know, that's yeah. Yeah, we're here to release blessing on on people. What an opportunity. What an opportunity. And it's interesting when we recognize this, this this is I think one of the basis or bases of Thanksgiving. Acts seventeen twenty four, God who made the world and everything in it. Since he is Lord of heaven and earth, mm-hmm. does not dwell in temples made with hands, nor is he worshipped with men's hands as though he needed anything. In other words, he says you don't mm-hmm. have to make an mm-hmm. idol to him, yeah. some physical thing. Since he gives to all life, breath, and in all things. James says every good gift and mm-hmm. every perfect gift is from the above. Mm-hmm. And he is made of one from one blood. Mm-hmm. Every you know, one uh, blood, yeah. O N E one. We're one all from the blood. same blood, guys. Yes, keep that in mind in yeah. these days. Uh, Every yeah. nation of men to dwell on the face of the earth, and, and and so that why did he make people? Why did he set? Because he wanted a family. Places? Verse twenty-seven. So they so that they should seek the Lord. Acts seventeen twenty-seven. So that they should seek the Lord, and in the hope that they might find. Grope for him and find him, though he is not far from each one of us. For right. in him mm-hmm. we live and, and move, move and, and have, have our being. being. And, so, so yeah. this is again our dependence upon a God who is good. The Lord, Psalm one hundred, back when we started out. For the Lord is good; His mercy is everlasting, and His truth endures for to all, all generations. generations. Amen. So, finally, finally, finally. Brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, if there's anything worthy or praiseworthy, meditate on these things. So this is the other key, meditating on the goodness of God, meditating on what you've learned and received from God and meditate on his word. And you, we have to be fed in the word. You have to go and eat out of the word. You can't we eat one meal a week out of one out of 21 at the church on Sunday, you have to eat your own food. So, Father God, we praise you. We thank you for this beautiful time of the year. We can be thankful and remember it. Bless others. Bless our children. Bless our families. We praise your name, Lord. We praise you that you are good, that you are faithful, that you've completed and continue to complete in us the work. Because in you, we live and move and have our being, Lord God. We cast out fear through praise and through rejoicing, Father, through thanksgiving, and bless each one as we look to you, Father God, for um, your breakthroughs, for your love, for your interactions in our life. In Jesus' name. Psalm 150, verse 6. Let everything that has breath praise Praise the the Lord. Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise is that expression of thanksgiving specifically for who he is and what he does. God bless you. Amen. I have an emergency. What is your location? Rescue Radio, because there's a war for your soul.